Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled, Music We Create To, and originally aired June 24th, 2020. Uh, welcome to uh, once again. If you if you heard this before, uh, I'm repeating it. But anyway, I'm Sydney Williams, and uh, happy to have you here with us on Silverline Live Wednesday Night Wham or Silverline Wham. I've been joking that that was going to be our our show name, and uh, tonight anyway, we're making it official. The Wednesday Night Wham. Uh, we're actually uh, live Wednesday nights nine Eastern here with our show. And Silverline Sunday, Silverline Live on Sunday, is uh, 9 p.m. Eastern uh, with Roland Mann hosting. And Roland Mann is the uh, comics cheerleader and uh, uh, grand poobah of Silverline in general. And uh, he has a Sunday crew that joins him. And then Monday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, there is Silverline uh, Silverline 101, where Roland sits down and does a Bob Costas-style interview with a silver line writer or artist and uh, artist, inker, colorist, whatever. A uh, lot of, lot of great talent here happily. And so uh, 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 lots of ways to uh, visit us, drop in. And uh, certainly we welcome your questions if you're watching out there in streaming land. And, and uh, uh, speaking of the chat, uh, just a warning. If you're on Twitch, the Twitch chat is not coming through to my dashboard. So I have it pulled up, but maybe a bit before I can get back to you on the uh, uh, Silverline uh, Twitch channel, uh, YouTube and Facebook are coming through to our dashboard. So if you want immediate response, those are your best options. And on YouTube, Royal Airships says, uh, Scott's beard came through very clear. Always with the beard. Hi, Rory. Yeah, we've got a got a lot of great facial hair at uh, at, at Silverline at the Silverline Virtual Studio uh, yeah. because we're coming from uh, from various uh, parts of the world uh, or parts of America. We we have international uh, international artists working with us. So uh, so really, we're Silverline Studios is a virtual studio uh, with creative talent uh, far and wide. Um, we're going to be talking about tonight about the use of music as part of the creative process. Uh, and so we'll get to that in just a, a couple of minutes and, uh, and kick around ways that music uh, can help us and uh, ways that it just, that, that, that all of us here incorporated into our uh, process. We won't uh, be playing, um, we won't be playing actual tracks because of, uh, <laughs> well, the, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act frowns on that and ASCAP and uh, um, a lot of uh, other anacronyms and, and YouTube uh, are not we'll happy. kick us off again. If we yeah, we, we, we got yeah. kicked off one time for, for something. We don't know what we did wrong on YouTube. Uh, no, we know been, what we did. It might have been one of my <laughs> titles, possibly deranged, available on Amazon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, before we go too far, uh, we want to introduce everybody on the Wednesday Night Wham! virtual sofa. And uh, so uh, I will go as in the order uh, that uh, I see people on my screen and uh, invite uh, 
invite our participants to uh, tell us uh, briefly about themselves. Uh, I am Sidney Williams, as I've already said. I, I, I write uh, some novels, uh, short stories, and for Silverline, I uh, write uh, things including the upcoming Friar Rush and Bloodline, which will be part of a Kickstarter in the very near future. And so you can you can get issues of those uh, very soon, happily. Uh, and uh, you'll hear more about those as uh, we go along. Uh, and first, uh, to my right on my sofa, or left on my screen sofa anyway, is uh, Tommy. Tommy, tell us, or Thomas, tell us <laughs> who you are and what you do for Silver Line. Uh, well, as, as Sydney said, my name is Thomas Floramonte. Um, I've been a comic book creator from the early 90s. I've worked for pretty much everybody at one point or the other, uh, but mostly doing a lot of inking. Um, I do uh, writing, coloring, publishing. Um, I'm also the, the co-owner of the uh, printing company, Kablam. But what I'm doing for... Uh, for Silverline now is thinking a book called Trumps. Uh, it's based off of the card game. And um, I will be doing some uh, some inking in the background while we talk a little bit uh, about the music stuff, uh, or for my case, lack of music. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm inking uh, Trumps. Oh, cool. Well, next on my screen is Alex. And we see Alex uh, doing some pencil work there. Uh, Alex, uh, introduce yourself. And uh, hello, my name is uh, Alex Galmore. I'm the penciler for Cat and Mouse currently. Uh, tonight you'll be watching me pencil page 19. So we're, we're right there. Four more pages to go. And uh, it's almost done. Oh, well, on my end, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Alex uh, was the guest on Silverline One-on-One, which should be available on demand on all of our platforms. Uh, so you can learn a lot more about Alex and his work and uh, his experiences there. If you um, want. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> next if you, on, if you uh, want. Yeah, next on our Wednesday night sofa is uh, our producer uh, and uh, virtually co-host, uh, Tim TK, uh, who is in on the West Coast with the Silverline Orchestra. Uh, Tim, tell yeah. us uh, what you're up to. I am Tim TK. I am on the uh, Left Coast, Best Coast. And uh, <laughs> I am the producer for Wednesday Night at Wham. I am also the associate editor for Silverline, as well as uh, writing something which we haven't announced yet. So it's exciting. A secret project. Secret. Uh, we have several of those. So uh, thank you and welcome. Thanks for thanks for keeping us on the air and our you, sound. You going might be able to, to announce it, the, at least the title, maybe. I have not got that cleared. Um, I I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it, maybe we'll 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 stealth, it, it'll remain for yeah. the moment a stealth a stealth project. Okay. Give it a give it a project okay. title. Uh, it's a well. Let's call it uh, let's call it Stealth Fighter. All right. That's, stealth oh, Fighter. Cool. Cool. Actually, that's a good title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next on the virtual sofa for me, uh, in my view, is Scott. Yeah. So Scott, tell us what you're working on. And, uh, Hi everyone. I'm Scott Wakefield in beautiful Western New York. I'm handling publicity or trying my best to help out with publicity for Silverline. I'm also the co-creator and co-writer of an upcoming title uh, called Steam Patriots. It's my first published piece of work, and uh, that'll come out uh, sometime down the line. Cool, cool. Thanks for being with us. 
And uh, joining us for the first time tonight is Andrew Cassetta. Uh, Andrew, tell us about your work. Um, well, I'm doing, uh, I'm now doing some work for Silverline. Um, <laughs> I actually <laughs> just graduated from the Kubert School uh, about a month ago. Um, and I, I would, I would be drawing, um, some things relevant to the story that I'm working on. However, I'm having some technical difficulties <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, but it's great to be here. Thank you for, thank you for having me. This is, this is cool. I like very it. glad, very glad to have you. Welcome, welcome to Silverline uh, Live, uh, Wham, and, uh, hopefully you'll be with us, uh, more, uh, in coming weeks. Uh, and next on my virtual sofa is C. Michael Lanning. C. Hey, C. Michael. Hey, I'm C. Michael Lanning. I'm a penciler or pencilist here at Silverline uh, <laughs> for an upcoming comic with uh, our host, Sydney Williams, called Something Big. And just what you'll see me working on tonight is uh, page eight. So cool. cool. Very cool. That's wonderful. I love getting to watch these things take shape. Uh, and so uh, gl glad to uh, glad to see that and glad to have you tonight. Uh, we are John Medic is joining connecting. We're going to have John Medic uh, with us in just a second. We'll get that. Uh, John, can you hear us? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, now he's gone. All right. Well, we, we, we'll, <laughs> that we'll, was John. Now he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we can see John's. Uh, John's uh, uh, icon. So, uh, we'll, so. We'll, we will we will introduce John when he uh, when he is live. As I mentioned, uh, we'll be talking music, and we we did some prep for this uh, this uh, installment, and uh, uh, created a, a playlist with some of our favorite uh, creative music, the music that some of us play uh, while we are creating, uh, and so. Uh, you, you can listen to that via Spotify, uh, and I, I, I got the playlist, down, the URL down to something manageable. It is tinyurl.com slash createplay, C-R-E-A-T-P-L-A-Y. And of course, we will have this linked uh, from YouTube and uh, anywhere that we can add show notes, uh, but that is tinyurl.com slash createplay. Play. And so, uh, as we mentioned, songs tonight or albums tonight, uh, selections are, uh, are, are whole pieces of music from those uh, will very likely be uh, available. Uh, and uh, without, uh, without uh, further introduction or uh, ado, uh, let's talk about music a bit and uh, uh, kick around how it, how it benefits creative work. Uh, First, and I'll kind of throw it open to the floor. Uh, do you use music? Uh, just, just period. Do you use music in uh, in uh, doing creative work and while you're creating? Almost all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always, uh, always in the background. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone else? Uh, uh, any contrarian views? I believe there are some. Uh, Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, from, like I said, I've been doing comics for, for a while. I, when I met, uh, even when I was at the, when I had an office studio space, I always listened to the news or podcasts, that kinds of things. Uh, 
audio books is uh, when I'm when I'm doing art. Now, of course, if when I'm writing or if I'm uh, doing computer code or whatever, that's a different part of the brain. And so I can't <laughs> listen to that kind of stuff. But when I'm at home working, I sit in front of the TV. I watch TV while I'm doing all my my stuff. So I can I can I and, and I pay attention to what's going on on the TV as I'm doing the work. So I I've never been a music listener. So I'm, multi, I'm going to be the oddball person. So so Tommy's the the contrarian view there. I'm always um, but that's just me all the time, right? That's my point of view. Yeah, I'm, always, I'm, always I'm Tommy. <laughs> he's always uh, always off on his own on cloud doing that's things right. a little yeah, different. It's, don't uh, want, don't want to know too much about characters. Don't want to. No, 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 <laughs> don't want to listen to music. <laughs> Making it up, not listening to music. I'm watching TV while I'm doing all my art. Tommy, yeah. that's why we're doing art, right? You you, you said you can't. If, if there's words, like if you're listening if, to radio, you if, can't Yeah, if, if I have to, you're right, exactly. If I have to write something, you know, if I'm typing or writing a story or something like that, no, I can't I can't listen to anything but like uh, noise, that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, like I, thunderstorms, things like that. I can't focus. If, if I'm reading something and then there's like audio, like the news or something, I can't do both. It's one or the right. other. I, or well, none yeah. at all. Like I hear both and I'm seeing and I'm and I hear nothing. Yeah nothing sinks in so. exactly okay. same thing with if, if i'm coding or whatever doing all you know computer computer code stuff which uh which i do a lot of also yeah i can't uh i can't have anything that's you know talking noisy because then i start listening to it and it and I, I can't concentrate on what i'm trying to but as far as artwork goes i could i could i could just be watching well my wife watches the Hallmark Channel, so I watch a lot of Hallmark while I'm doing this stuff. Yeah, well, those plots are so deep; they're hard to follow. You really yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, He's yeah, single I'm... from the city and has a dog. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always a fair where nobody pays anything yeah. at the, at, in a Hallmark show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm kind of the same way about writing these days. Uh, when I when I'm uh, writing prose or, or comics, I, I, I quiet is better for me. I used to do more, uh, particularly um, instrumental music or whatever, when I was writing. And I used to work, uh, I, I was a newspaper reporter for years, and I worked from one in the afternoon till 10 at night. And then I would get off and I would start writing, I would eat dinner late, and then um, really start writing about midnight. And uh, I would play. Uh, Tangerine Dreams, uh, you guys have probably heard some of the tracks since they're on the playlist, but uh, Tangerine Dreams Tiger, which is is really technically instrumental music, although it has the poems of William Blake, such as Tiger and London playing. But that, that was a great compliment because primarily you guys know uh, I write darker fiction. And so that was really kind of the, the perfect compliment to create uh darker stuff writing at midnight uh and uh listening to uh, uh kind of the dark tones and the mournful tones of of, of of tangerine dream with the reading of the poems but you know it was not the lyrics they're not really lyrics and they they kind of blended in so so that worked well for me in those days but uh i've uh, i've drifted uh, away from that uh, other other thoughts, guys. Anyone else not not do music? Uh, I will only ever not do music if I'm writing a very dialogue heavy scene. Um, I, if it, if it's not necessarily like floating heads, but if I'm trying to uh, 
get uh, wordsworthy and try to be very snappy or very um, smart with my dialogue in the moment. If it's if I'm trying to convey more than just a plot point, and it's I'm trying to delve into whatever my editor tell me, tells me the theme is. Uh, but uh, other than that, I I will listen to just about anything and everything. Usually, um, uh, just just with the what I feel like is an appropriate tempo. Yeah, yeah, something to get you in the mood. Yeah, yeah. mood setting seems to be, uh, I think, one of the you know one of the things that's emerging from what we talked about beforehand and and what we're we're kind of uh, talking about here. Um, um, other, uh, other, other thoughts on playing is there, uh, do our other, other participants tonight all, uh, play something while working? Um, I personally, I, I listen to music so much for the first like year or so getting into this that I got burned out of music, mm. like every genre, everything. I just started <laughs> listening all across the board and then I discovered audiobooks which oh, I never, yeah. I love to read. I read, I used to read constantly before I started working, but now, you know, when I started working, it's, I just could, didn't have time to read. So I was like, Oh, I'll give an audiobook a listen. And since then for the last two years, it's just been, it's just been audio, all audiobooks. I mean like YouTube channels and stuff too. I don't know, whatever people read stories. Um, but mostly like Stephen King stuff, mm-hmm. like those 42 hour long books yeah. that I could just leave on and not have to change. It's mostly I think, that. He, mostly. I think he requires that his books be recorded in their entirety, not a, abridged or anything. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just know that, uh, you know, I, that was one problem I found was that I would listen to something and then I would, I wouldn't like it or something and I'd switch, but then I'd be taking my eyes off my work all the time. So I'd be switching songs, switching a song, switching a song. Those I can just be on for like, you know, 40 hours and work. Yeah. You just go constantly. Do you find you follow the plots and the the, uh, specifics? Okay. While working or. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I find myself actually following along with it. I, I never, I always keep things quiet if I'm doing, um like more complicated like really complicated stuff like storytelling um like trying to figure out layouts and storytelling that things kind of have to be really silent just because you know it could music or whatever like could pull pull it pulls me out of the mood of what i'm trying to do um but if it's just straight up drawing um especially technical drawing like you know cars planes all that stuff it has to be I got to be listening to someone talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> or else yeah. I'll burn out. Yeah. It's interesting because I think it, it does break up the monotony. I mean, writing and art and everything are such solitary pursuits. Uh, you know, it's nice to have something else there, I think, and makes us feel less alone, even though probably we're, you know, in this realm because we're all introverted to some degree and, uh, you know, kind of like working on our own stuff. Uh, but uh, maybe maybe breaks that up a little bit. There's also something. Do you find that there is a, a zone you get into when you're creating that you kind of um, achieve a level there or whatever? And uh, when you create anyone. Yeah, I, I, if I'm writing a. I want the music to match the the genre. And so I shared a bunch of um, medieval music uh mm-hmm. with, with you guys and um nothing's published or anything but i i've i've had ideas for fantasy stuff and that that kind of puts me in that that mindset and 
even before I start writing anything, I mean, it's, I like to, I just like to, oh, I love music, first of all, but I'll just sit and listen for 10, 15 minutes and try to push everything else out uh, to be in that world, in the world I'm trying to, trying to put on the paper. Yeah. And uh, there are some, uh, I believe we include some sea shanties and things from uh, 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 Scott selections on uh, again, tiny URL create play C R E A T P L A Y. Uh, you can find some of those shuffling through the, uh, the uh, Spotify, but uh, that certainly, I mean, is of the, almost of the time frame of uh, steam Patriots. Right. Uh, right. And uh, uh, kind of sets the mood. Um, sets the mood well what other and I know you know we've got some of them on the playlist but uh, what are some other songs that uh, uh, you guys have liked or or, 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 uh, tracks or or whatever that have been beneficial to you Uh, I don't really use anything uh, period appropriate um, unless I'm writing something um, kind of more World War I-y pre-based um uh, something about the swing movement didn't settle with me um but uh writing stuff now i try to do things with um a bit more intrigue or kind of uh what i like to think of as um high speed but um hyper focused scenes uh, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, progressive rock and even funk um, or funk fusion uh, with really aggressive brass sections. Uh, the thing I can think of that translates most to be uh, like cowboy bebop, the way they patch <laughs> that sort of high intensity um, music to having these high speed scenes, but very much focused on individual characters in the moment, despite the fact that things are hectic and you get that impression but you never feel like you're losing your surroundings um and so for whatever reason funk fusion types settles that mood for me uh and it kind of gets me in that mindset whereas when i'm gonna start for more intrigue or more um um cyberpunky noir whatever have you uh, more progressive rock or kind of um uh guitars played in non-traditionally um sequenced patterns kind of yeah. sets me up for that yeah. Yeah. well um uh c michael is working on a page here as he mentioned from something big which is a, a comic i wrote and uh as you can possibly get a, a sense of from some of the panels here uh, it, it is it, in part, it, it's a kind of an amalgam of genres, but in part, it's a noir parody. And especially for that final panel on the page there, you can almost imagine the sax music playing over that. Uh, maybe we should do a playlist to uh, coincide with uh, with our, our comics as well. And uh, the same with Steam Patriots when it comes down the pike and everything. But, yeah, yeah. I used uh, to get those uh, those books with like the uh, recommended listening tracks or with the uh, companion uh, cassette tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make that a bonus package on the Kickstarter, where you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The playlist or, or whatever. So, uh, so uh, good to keep in mind. 
Uh, John, are you hearing us now? Are we, we fully with you now? Yes, you are fully with me now. I am so, hearing you. I am seeing you. I apologize for the lateness. Uh, no problem, but uh, tell problem us, uh, John, uh, tell us about your work since you uh, have joined us. John Medic has joined us now. Hey, everyone. Uh, John Medic, editor at Silverline, writer and creator and letterer and pre press guy uh, for Sniper and Rook, which are behind me there. Um, and bad guys sight and scope to the other side. So, welcome and glad to have you here, uh, John. Thank you, thank you. And uh, did you, um, you know, you're, you're uh, slipping in after we had kind of dealt with it, but do you use music much in your work? Um, yeah, I always have something playing in the background. Um, the approach that I've gone with, and it's kind of funny because a lot of people know, uh, folks that are close to me now, work friends and everything. Uh, they know that my stuff is the music I listen to is very dancey, very pop. Um, that's kind of taking up most of my personal time these days. But when I'm writing, actually, a lot of stuff goes back to more like industrial or metal. Um, the way that I'm listening to music, I listen to music and specific songs that I would view as being on the soundtrack for that specific specific issue of Sniper and Rook. So since it's an action, spy, thrill genre, um, that's where a lot of the faster speed metal industrial stuff comes in. Um, one of the students I had back in 1998 uh, was in a group called Maintenance of Order. They have a couple songs that are always like they would be on my soundtrack. And I told that to Josh years ago. If I ever, if I ever get a movie, you're going to be on the soundtrack. Um, if you if you remember the opening to the movie, the original Triple X um with Vin Diesel that the whole transition from like the James Bond type of spy and that um that was uh Ramstein that was playing it was just like amazing it you know kind of captured so that's what happens when I write I have scenes in my head that basically play out like little movies I do essentially screen caps and that becomes the panels on the page that I write for my artist to draw uh so there's very much more um, fast tempo action uh, type of stuff. Um, my life with the Thrill Kill Cult uh, is one of my big faves from back in the day too. Um, they owned, as far as I'm concerned, the soundtrack for the Pro uh, with the song "After the Flush." That kind of, you know, that kind of music is what gets me through the sniper truck action scenes. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the, uh, you know, the 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 still frame or whatever. I used to uh, mention that to uh, students because often uh, when people have never touched a comic script before, or never written a comic before, uh, and especially if they're used to working on film scripts too, they will write movement in a single panel, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know you have to get your thinking down to how do I, what what single frame will convey the most information, uh, and uh, how you know, how do we suggest movement? Uh, it's all about making it dynamic. And and perhaps, you know, having music in our heads, like you're talking about, helps us, uh, it really helps with the whole process of determining uh, and, and making it not just a static image, but a, a, a giving us a sense of something that's happened, even before we add the SFX text and, and things of, uh, things of, uh, of that nature. Uh, so good, uh, good thought there about uh, writing in general. I think. Thank you. Yeah, and to your point, 
I've um I've been lucky to work with a lot of great artists, and I have heard more than once um, from close artist friends of mine. They're like, yeah, I've got this script I'm working on, you know, with a different writer, and they're like, they want the main character to do three things within the same panel. I can't do it, you know. So very much, um, I think the writers that have a visual perspective as opposed to just a written perspective understand and translate better for the artist to be able to draw off of. So um, I don't know if you ever noticed during the streams, like sometimes I close my eyes like now, it's like because I'm picturing something. So I'm very visual, even though you wouldn't want me to like draw a stick figure for you. It would be horrible. Uh, but at least I know what's in my head and I could describe it to the artist to take down in these series of panels for the actions. Yeah. yeah. With that situation you're talking about where somebody hands an artist something and all this stuff is supposed to going on in one panel. It's it's almost like uh, the writer is unintentionally writing Marvel style because the artist is then going to have to take all that. And I and 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 the artist is going to have to make the the decision. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that we are splitting uh, a little bit, not not terribly about music playing, but uh, uh, again, I'm I'm less inclined to have music playing when I'm writing now than um, I uh, I used to be. Again, I used to uh, use it quite a bit, especially when I was writing in the the wee morning hours. But when I do, and the, the, the graphic artist type work I tend to do now is more like Photoshop. And I actually was doing some Photoshop work the other day and uh, kind of suffering in silence. And I realized, wait, with this, music would be fun. And so I, I think I pulled up Pandora while I was doing um, some Photoshop work. What I was, in fact, doing, this is a great opportunity for a segue, Tim, can you bring up our Zazzle page? I uh, can. I mean, and we get that where the audience can can see that anyway. Um, I, I, one of the things I was doing was knocking out the background uh, from uh, a comic so that uh, the character could go nicely onto a mug. And uh, there is actually quite a bit of Silverline bling out there now, uh, including quite a few mugs and. Uh, uh, I was uh, actually taking the background off of the, uh, if you're seeing that on your screen now, the, on the far right, we have a character named Peter Mantis and uh, star of the Mantis Files. And uh, he was uh, in a uh, comic that I wrote, comic miniseries that I wrote. It, it was for Malibu back in the day, but it was uh, under Malibu's Eternity uh eternity uh imprint and uh and there will be a new uh mantis miniseries in the near future work is going on now uh so mantis will be returning but uh he's actually standing uh, amid some candles and everything so while i while i was knocking out all the background around all of the candle smoke and everything i had music playing and it uh it it made that uh uh a little bit more pleasant experience. Uh, there's virtually a whole set of uh, Silverline mugs available now, which is cool. So uh, you can have uh, a set with uh, Cat from Cat and Mouse, I believe, uh, Dugan from Bloodline, one of our upcoming titles. And uh, uh, you can get a Silverline mask and uh, just lots of great stuff. So if you just search uh, Silverline on Zazzle.com, uh, Demon there, which uh, 
believe is that uh, Alex is demon on the mug your work uh yes cool yeah. cool so uh if you uh have never encountered demon uh the thing one of the things that stands out about him is his three-pronged tail and you see it in full swing literally there on the uh the silver line mug so uh uh, fun, fun, fun character of Roland's uh, who has been around uh, for years now and uh, uh, has his own title and is a backup player or co-star of uh, Cat and Mouse, uh, the original Cat and Mouses and everything. So, so wonderful yeah. to have him around. And uh, Silverline yep. t-shirts and uh, Tim is showing us now the Silverline uh, bumper um, uh a license plate frame. So uh, lots of great stuff you can find out there. And, uh, and indeed uh, some of the work we were doing was uh, uh, the capture catching us there. Uh, <laughs> Silverline. Uh, some, some, some of the, some of the work was done with, uh, with music, uh, music playing. Uh, well, with that said, uh, you know, thinking about, um, thinking about, um, uh, the way we're using it differently. Uh, I know we can't all, we can't speak for each other. The artists and the writers can't, but certainly the creative process is a little different where all of us, I, you know, I tend to use the, the term artist in a, uh, we tend to differentiate artists and writer, but we're all creating. Everybody uh, is creating. Um, but what do you think guys is the, is the, process of drawing or inking uh mentally different from the process of writing and uh, uh do you think music affects us in different ways it's kind of hard for us to nail that down but uh what do you think the differences are there i i can't do it when i can yeah i can uh i can you know pencil stuff and color and and ink it's almost like i go into a just a uh, a zone and i can watch tv rest watch wrestling watch whatever's going on hallmark like we talked about earlier yeah, but yeah but as far as when it comes to writing i i, I can't have that kind of stuff going on because my i need to think too much so i guess maybe i turn off something when i'm doing the art and because i've done it for so long i could just do it but when it comes to just it's i guess a different part of my brain or yeah. I, it, it is isn't it from the, uh, it is, it yeah. is the, scientifically the left brain right brain um, arguments are not as as clear cut, if you will. You know, supposedly yeah. one side of the brain's creative, one is is not, and that, that's not as clear cut as as some um, from writing to uh, to the yeah, artwork or creative, part of, yeah. creative and pragmatic. Yeah I, can't, I, yeah, I can't do it when it comes to writing and stuff. I need it to be pretty quiet so I can think. Yeah. But well, when it comes you, to the art, you can you can just I can I can ink while we're like if I'm on a car trip, you know, and and I and I've got my iPad, I can ink while my well not while I'm driving, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but if my wife's driving or whatever, I can sit on the other side and I could just just go to town. But it, it but as far as writing, I, I've got to I've got to have that white noise kind of thing going so it cancels yeah. stuff out. I will say years and years ago, there was an article by the mystery writer Lawrence Block about the thriller writer Robert Ludlum. 
in Writer's Digest. And uh, he noted that once upon a time, uh, well, Robert Ludlum, who wrote, I don't know if I've got any on my shelves over here, but Robert Ludlum wrote those big doorstop uh, thrillers. And of course, the Bourne, the Bourne books are, are from the pen of, of Robert Ludlum. Oh. But he wrote on yellow legal pads and, you know, those massive books. You know, he wrote it all longhand. And in the article, uh, uh, Lawrence Block said that uh, Ludlum uh, would even write while driving initially until he almost <laughs> almost plotted himself into an accident. Uh-huh. He uh, he quit writing, uh, you know, he quit trying to write while he was driving. Uh, but yeah, left brain, right brain is not, you know, totally scientifically accurate. But I, I, I do think, you know, in some way, creatively, we're tapping into different different yeah. but, areas and uh, well, you, you also deal with when you're when you're drawing you're building muscle memory so those certain things that you're going to do automatically especially i know tommy with your inking i'm sure there's a lot of uh, movements you make that are pretty much just automatic almost yeah and when you're thinking you have to you're you're pouring out things out of your head that you have to constantly you yeah, know, but even even when I'm even if I'm in penciling or whatever, I I can still sit in front of the TV and pencil and and just keep going. It's 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 for whatever reason when it comes to to writing or coding or I, I I've got to I've got to sit in a quiet room, yeah. otherwise I'll get distracted or whatever, and I start thinking about the songs or the TV show or uh, I I can't write and I can't write and listen to music at all. No, I, I can't. No. Yeah, it, it messes me up. I'll sit there and then all of a sudden I'm. You know, for, for for whatever reason, as far as artwork goes, I can, regardless if it's tracing, inking, <laughs> well, or coloring, or penciling, or whatever, yeah. I, I can just, just I can just the sit old, there and the old chasing and, Amy yeah. argument. But, I, know. That's what, <laughs> I don't want the autograph. I don't mean that with penciling. Also, you know, there's certain movements and everything. Yeah, I guess so. I get. Yeah. Well, I mean, you already know what you're drawing, I guess, right. and you're and you're just doing it, right? Yeah, and, but when same. you're, yeah, when you're writing, you're coming up. Something from completely nothing, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe so. Maybe I, I can is. see that. I, I, I mean, what you in, in any of the things? Probably of course, is. I, I, I will never say about it that far. That maybe speaking, that's what it is. Speaking of left brain, right brain, though, I I am left-handed um, by birth, but uh, I had kind of a uh, older kindergarten teacher, and even when I was young, and I'm 150 years old, uh, even when I was young, th- this was not a practice that was adhered to, but uh, she was from a school that uh, said, you know, if they're left-handed, teach them to write where they're right-handed, they're right-handed will make life easier for them. So I have a terrible handwriting and, uh, you know, I'm not an artist uh, of the, you know, drawing, uh, inking persuasion at all. I could do Photoshop work. Um, But, um, uh, but you when you're writing, do? you can listen to music and all that kind of stuff and still not get distracted and well, and not, get as, not much as much anymore. I used yeah. to. I used to be able to. You, Tim, also you can you can actually yeah you know yeah. jam yeah. out on yeah. something and and just sit there and type 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 type. type, type. I, I can. And Amy on Facebook yeah, asks, do, uh, do you think it has to do with the fact that um, with Tommy's case in particular that uh, writing deals with words and you get words like cross pollinating from your television. Yeah. Whereas the pencil and inkling are not it could be. You know, it really but, could be. I, I just think it, uh, I, I start, I, I don't know. I just get, uh, I start getting drawn away from, you know, not concentrating on what I'm trying to 
trying to write. I don't know. For, that's, for that's me, very uh, so I, I find that, and again, oh. I, I, and certainly, I was going to ask this later, but I mean, certainly, I, I find it, 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 instrumentals work better. Yeah, for I, me, I, uh, I, I do. I, I do do a lot better with instrumentals. Um, yeah. But uh, like I say, it's I have a harder time kind of dry starting if I'm getting into writing later in the day. If I have music on beforehand, uh, usually I can get into the flow and then I'll turn something on. Um, if I'm starting kind of later in the day, uh, I posted about this the other day on Twitter. I actually have um, I uh, last time I got tested, I was fifty percent deaf in my right ear, and I have some tinnitus because of that. So. <laughs> the first time I have complete quiet in the house, I'm like, oh, I oh. can hear my ears. This is weird. <laughs> uh, so I have to take a little bit to get over that, and then I can uh, start writing again. But yeah, once I get... I... Oh. So you need some noise. But yeah, once, I get, once, on. yeah, once I get into the flow, I can drown out the tinnitus with uh, some instrumental music. Uh, it's yeah. kind of... I, I shared Caspian and uh, God as an Astronaut uh, for the playlist, and those are both kind of progressive metal groups that are just... Um, chord progressions and stuff kind of done to uh, have the instrumentals take a journey. Uh, when I get to if I'm writing prose and I'm doing an all-action scene with no dialogue and it's just um, I call it a John Wick, John Wick moment where it's just gunfight to gunfight moving through action scenes I can turn on something uh, with lyrics and uh, something like what John said where I feel like it would be the soundtrack. So that's when I put on something like um, Phineas or uh, uh, fit for King, just some very heavy driving metalcore, and um, that's when I can have vocals that won't interfere necessarily with my writing as much. Um, I gravitate to so I mean I, lo- I love classical music, um, and that that that's easy for me. And that Tim, I, I think I I use music to get into the mood. I, I mm. uh, like I said, I sit and I kind of steep in it. And uh, if there are if there are words in another language. It's a lot easier. Latin's great. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. German, I have no <laughs> idea what they're saying. So it's yeah. it's just notes going, you know. Uh, but if, uh, like uh, Sydney mentioned, the sea shanties, or I try to, you know, it's a lot of 18th century colonial stuff I try to listen to. Um, if there are, if it's a sea, sea shanty and I want to sing along, that, that's all I'm doing. My hands will be poised and I'm singing along with, you know, all on the bowl and, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. typing anything. Yeah. So if the words are in English, that, completely over overrides my ability to to think about uh putting words down writing a story yeah i uh i uh for a while uh, and it's it's interesting because it's not a particularly christmassy album it it is uh maybe a wintry album and for a while i would listen to the windham hill uh Mm. celtic christmas uh sampler and that worked really well for me. I put it on one Christmas or around Christmas, and I kind of kept playing it because that was a a great and again mostly instrumental. Now, Scott, you're uh, you have a, a chance some chants on the uh, playlist yeah. as well. And uh, I, I used to used to be one of the the first albums I think of uh, Gregorian chants or whatever called Chant. Uh, I used to listen to that a number of years ago when that was uh, when that was first out in the the nineties, I guess. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a, a brief, <laughs> you know, maybe a year long resurgence of, of, of chant pop, like swing, you know, came back in the nineties for, for a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody was. Yeah. But it. with the chant, but with the chant, Oh my God. Enigma. So you got the chant. Uh, 
cross with the dance beat. Oh, I saw them live last year. It was awesome. It was oh, really? Awesome. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, three of the voices of Enigma. That's what they called the tour. Voices of Enigma. Like, they were singing live with the music in the background. So it was really cool. It was their first show, so it was kind of rough um, before they went off on Worldwide, but it was in Chicago. Anybody uh, listen to trance music? Not really. I listen to kind of the hybrid of that with dubstep called Chill Step. Um, usually, chill Step? Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do that sometimes if I'm outlining or if I'm uh, painting minis. Because that is another thing to do. But, oh yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I used to, uh, I, I used to do uh, figure models, and uh, I would listen to. I, I would have TV on uh, when I was doing that. I, uh, I don't know. If figure remember. modeling. You used to model. Is that no, I used to uh, put together uh, monster model kits. Basically. Oh, the little. So when you're painting, drawing, oh, gotcha, gotcha, or whatever, okay. and uh, yeah, actually, uh, you could have like a, a well. When FX first went on the air, everything was hosted live from the FX apartment, and they would play marathons of uh, different shows. And so, uh, I, I I did a lot of model kit work with that in the background, and things like Wonder Woman, uh, seems like Wonder Woman or Batman, uh, Batman marathon, the Adam West Batman marathons playing it, and that you know again oh, a different God. creative process, and it worked for me. I can uh, I can watch or I can have TV on silently while I'm grading, which is essentially editing when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, and uh, and that's a little bit different uh, different process. And um, uh, again, it's it's interesting. I'm sure it's a matter, and there's probably scientific research we could look up on this, but tapping into different areas somehow, some way. Um, and I think you know. For, for everybody, it's finding what works best, just like everything. It's kind of trial and error. Um, Brent Larson is not with us tonight. Unfortunately, he's on vacation. Brent, creator and writer of Kalis, uh, which uh, was recently successfully, the second issue was re- recently successfully kickstarted happily. Uh, but Brent was uh, saying uh, before he left, uh, or when he was communicating with us before the show, that uh, he listens almost exclusively to rainforest sounds, and uh, I think we've got I've got a track on the uh, the tiny URL list, the uh, Spotify list uh, of rainforest sounds. There's a lot more of that available these days, and uh, you can actually does anybody use Alexa? Because you can certainly tell Alexa play you know, rainforest sounds and things like that. And yeah, and, any, you know, any of your smart devices, you can just get yep. thousands of apps that have all those sound effects and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. We, we sleep to a, a few different ones at night and stuff. We do that too. And my wife usually makes the selection. Uh, you know, she usually, uh, you know, has made it by the time I'm, uh, I'm lying down <laughs> Yeah, and uh, a lot of times it will be rain sounds, uh, sea yeah, sounds, thunderstorms. I love thunderstorms. Yeah. yeah, we actually have a lot more thunderstorms at night now that I'm in Virginia than you guys oh, have real, in, uh, real in thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how different it is here. But we, 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 and so you, you know, sometimes she'll have that play, and there'll be a real thunderstorm going. You realize yeah. it's really a storm out there. We can cut this off. One you got to try is uh, Alexa's got one. Well, I better 
be quiet because our thermostat's got an Alexa built into it. I'm going to so, say we're going to so wake her up name? Alexa in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. But uh, whatever her name is, say uh, start uh, Warp War. Have you heard that one? Yes, yes. That one's really good. It's kind of a rumble, the, but it's not just the same. It's like being on the Enterprise kind of a thing. Yeah, it's and, the, it's boy, the Star that, Trek. Uh, the Star yeah. Trek. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's a little bit of a, ambient noise. <laughs> yeah, there, there's one or two of them out there that that beeps every now and again. You don't want that one. You just want the one that's just the the rumble of the engine. And uh, that one, that one puts me to sleep. Like, yeah, a, yeah, that is a good one. And there's a train sounds, and so sometimes, uh, sometimes Christine will uh, mm-hmm. will uh, have uh, my wife is named Christine. Christine will have uh, train sounds going, which is kind of a great uh, sound too, and probably would benefit writing as well because there's, you know, I think trains you know, are certainly romantic to us in many ways <laughs> because there's so many, you know, it's a distant sound and there's, you know, there's so much, so much going on with a train, you know, it's, it's going from oh, yeah. place to place and it's carrying things and, uh, uh, conju- I think it stimulates the imagination a lot when we hear a train. Uh, and I, I've been fortunate enough to do some passenger train traveling, which is a great, uh, great experience and so you think about if you've done some of that you think about that with the the train sound i was uh someone speaking go ahead no i was going to say i think it's funny because you're talking about music but if you ever hear uh little richard talk he said that that's where he got his rhythm from was just listening to the train at night yeah you can hear it in the uh you know in his music so i think it's funny you know that it's still it's inspiring even to musicians in a sort of musical way itself so yeah because there is a going. yeah there's a, there's a there's a sequence a sound sequence going there uh but yeah i uh i took a train from uh well I took a train up to charleston from orlando a couple of years ago at christmas time and then you to get back to orlando you leave very early in the morning from charleston and uh but it was kind of great being on the train. And I said, you know, I, I tweeted, I think, you know, I'm, I'm here somewhere between, uh, uh, you know, the Car- somewhere in the Carolinas chasing the dawn because, uh, no. <laughs> you know, gradually becoming daylight as we got, you know, further and further south or, or, or whatever. Well, um, I think it had been mentioned, but we were, we were kicking around the notion earlier about uh, – different sequences benefit i think maybe it was andrew that was saying uh no you because you're saying you, you you do the audio audio books but someone was saying um they think about soundtrack type music i know john said it with uh spy music or whatever but uh making a uh, soundtrack per scene that he draws yeah, or yeah and, and drawing two particular sequences uh or whatever uh anyone have a thought of that um, uh, i actually think that might have been that might have been me um it was okay, I, I thought maybe it was you and yeah. then I, I corrected myself yeah it was uh the question i i believe was more like um does it, like not thinking about the mood or anything but the pacing like does does listening to something like hardcore hardcore dubstep or metal or something help you draw an action sequence which is much more fast-paced and you know like impactful rather than listening to something like classical music like you know one of chopin's nocturnes or something like that but does that help you draw like slower paced scenes um i don't know love scenes maybe even something like that like anything does the pace of the song help your help your pacing of the story um 
I guess that's more geared towards artists was my question, but uh, for writers too, um, you know, whomever yeah. uh, it applies to. But uh, the, 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 the artist in the room, do you have thoughts about that? Does, um, I, I think in all of our work with, especially with comics, you know, we're talking about the visual aspect of it. Uh, we are all trying to make uh, visual stories and stories that are not uh, constrained to the page. Certainly, you know, you guys break things out of panels more and uh, uh, seems like maybe you would be more inclined to do that, you know, <laughs> with a, a great uh, exciting sequence play uh, or, or, or going while you're uh, uh, having a superhero throw, uh, you know, throw somebody through a window or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the story uh the story calls for usually i'm i'm watching something so i, I really haven't had that experience i know you kind of have like todd mcfarland will sit there and go and like he's drawing and doing all that so but i i haven't tried it yet it might be something that i will try just to see because sometimes when you get that music flowing you your the rest of your body kind of follows that so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if it does help yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. I think, you know, clearly there's some things that we mentioned, probably the things we could research and, and possibly the things that are not defined uh, that, uh, that it benefits because yeah, I know, you know, there are many, and you guys are more versed on this than I am the, the artist, but I, I know there's a lot of artistic theory and uh, there was one exercise back in the day where you would uh, turn your, uh, you would be trying to draw, uh, an example and you would turn your page upside down and do it. And that was supposed to, to tap into a different uh, mental muscle or, or whatever. Uh, see, Michael, you were speaking about uh, the muscle memory earlier. And I saw an interview with Charles Schultz uh, who drew peanuts, of course, many, many years ago. And uh, it was amazing because he would be talking and drawing Snoopy or Charlie Brown, you know, and it was like <laughs> just a few strokes and he would do them because he had done those characters for so many years. And I think he did Peanuts without an assistant or anything day in and day out for his entire career. Um, I know uh, Hank Ketchum, who did um, Dennis the Menace, uh, eventually had assistants and, and co-writers and things. Uh, but Schultz worked uh, alone, I believe, almost uh, completely exclusively uh, his whole time. And uh, I know his children wanted to retire, uh, retire the strip. Didn't quite happen. But uh, well, I was going to look at some of the uh, some of the tunes on our uh, our playlist. And again, our our playlist is uh, tinyurl.com slash C-R-E-A-T play. Uh, create play, create play, but without uh, all of the uh, letters in create. Um, uh, John, one of you, you know, when I mentioned uh, Tangerine Dreams, uh, Melrose came uh, to mind for you. Uh, mm -hmm. Any particular things about Melrose that uh, you find beneficial or uh, um, what, uh, what does resonate from that for you? That one for me is kind of one of the slower albums that's kind of nice and relaxing um it was apps and you know that actually was my first hand dream album so that's kind of mine um if i was going to do something more along the lines of instrumental uh and wanted something that's a little faster paced 
I'd probably go with, oh, maybe like Optical Race. I think Optical Race would be probably a good one for some of the fast music. Um, but yeah, for like an instrumental in the background while I'm working, uh, Tangerine Dream, definitely some great stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, you know, I, and, and that's actually quite different from uh, obviously um, um, London and Tiger that I was mentioning earlier, which is much more mm -hmm. mournful music by them. But uh, Tangerine Dream, of course, have done many or did many soundtracks back in the day. And there was an era where um, synthesizer music was big on movie soundtracks. And What uh, do you mean was? <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I live uh, in the 90s and 80s. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, you know, certainly there was a there was a there, there was there was peak peak synthesizer there G Giorgio Moroder uh, oh my god electric dreams yeah one of my favorite yeah, movies yeah. that soundtrack is epic yeah and uh uh um there was sorry uh, I threw you off yeah well I've got I'm getting messages coming in and I'm not quite uh I'm not quite I'm not quite as good as like those guys that can have like the uh, earphone in their uh, <laughs> you know or earpiece in and get get messages and it flow right out um but um, um uh, lots of great uh action music and and intense music from the the synthesizer era and of course chariots of fire is a little bit uh easier going uh from that that time period but um uh paul schrader's cat people uh had some great uh great music on it and some great intense music not a great movie in retrospect to me uh and and sort of a you know it, 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 the 80s uh, i guess cat people actually came out in the 80s and so some of that you know is further back but it was a very extreme time uh but I think maybe that 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 music is, would be good to write to, especially these action sequences that we're uh, that we're talking about and, and everything. Uh, whose was Foo Fighters? Because we got quite a few Foo Fighter tracks on there. Is it anyone that's in the room now? Uh, uh, that was just a random uh, album. I, I they're like one of my favorite rock bands, like I guess. Uh, but I mainly listen to rap and R and B, but. That's not really family friendly, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got they're they're you know we're we're um, we're not uh, we're not 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 on live with these. They're just uh, things that are on our our, our Spotify yep. list. So. But yeah, that that was the Foo Fighters. That was from me. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, one that I had thrown in. I don't know if I have ever written to it. But uh, I did. Uh, I recently wrote a, uh, a gothic romance novella um, called Strake Hall for a collection called Love Among the Thorns. And uh, in retrospect, uh, and I did, uh, you know, uh, Facebook will let you do little uh, music associations with your Facebook story. And so I did a cover. Uh, I did the cover art from Love Among the Thorns, and I threw the Gothic Archie's um, abandoned castle of my soul uh, because that seemed like the perfect uh, the perfect uh, uh, music for a story set in a Gothic uh, Gothic Scottish castle, which was where my story was set. But I, I would think it would work for me mood wise. And uh, the way that I discovered, I guess we're going to go to a place that we, we said we wouldn't go. 
No, it's not. Okay, no, we don't have to go to a bad place. I'm sorry. Different, different, different sequence of books. But um, uh, years ago, iTunes would uh, have celebrities. They may still do it, but year, years ago, uh, iTunes would have celebrity playlists. And they had um, a Lemony Snicket playlist. And uh, uh, which would coincide, of course, with a series of unfortunate events and all of those. And um, um, uh, Gothic Archies was on the Lemony Snicket playlist. And so that it stuck. I, you know, I bought some of the songs then. And uh, I think, you know, if, if I were still heavily writing to music, I would I would throw them on. Although there are a couple of those, uh, a couple of uh, tracks of theirs that are a bit discordant, but uh, but anyway, that's why that's on the uh, the playlist. Uh, we've got some rainforest music on there, uh, and uh, uh, we've got, uh, of course, about a thirteen-minute uh, track of uh, of um, chants that uh, Scott gave us, I believe. Uh, um, And uh, got uh, Galactic and uh, Caspian. Uh, who were those yours, Tim? Uh, those are mine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'd like to let you speak to those. Okay. So uh, Galactic is kind of that funk fusion. They have a lot of tracks with vocals on it. So if I am writing more of like a a chase scene where we're running through multiple scenes, improvised weapons, just kind of um uh uh almost more like I don't know the more action type stuff that isn't necessarily supposed to be um, like heavy and brutal but is just kind of fun a little bit chaotic but very focused on what the kids are doing uh, that's what I'll listen to uh, Caspian and God is an Astronaut those are both uh, progressive metal bands that uh, progressive rock that use um, very interesting guitar sequencing with um some keys underneath them, um, some alternate instruments, but it's mostly just these, uh, the rising and easing tension of guitars in different places. Uh, and so those are used for sort of uh, writing. Uh, my scenes are supposed to be more uh, intrigue-based or uh, where I'm just kind of turning up the screws on characters, just wanting trying to build tension or build up suspense. Uh, if I am writing something, it's supposed to be very uh, brutal uh, in terms of its action. Where it, uh, if I was to say uh, write some uh, uh, franchise work known for its uh, particularity for uh, exciting combat and chainsaws on swords, uh, <laughs> I, I use uh, I listen to a, t- a genre very very niche uh, instrumental gent, which is a form of progressive metal known for just having chugging empty chords um and uh so if i'm where i'm thinking of something that feels like the raid or uh, is just if i want the reader to have the full visual image of someone's arm being punched breaking at the elbow and pain shooting through the nerves that's that's what i listen to <laughs> so great songs there. This John is uh, John is sending me uh, messages with new songs uh, as we speak. So kind of some is, of the things we talked about, but yeah. I didn't get to you for the playlist. So you know, if people are watching and they want to go back and check the playlist later, there's some hope 
he's new stuff on there too. Uh, I will also but, yeah. share one new thing, but yeah, I also have the uh, playlist uh, shared in the Facebook chat. Excellent, excellent. So uh, easy click there. And I was going to say this is going to clearly we're going to be adding some tracks. So this is going to be a growing uh, playlist. And uh, for anyone that that wants uh, to sample these, certainly it will be a great uh, a great tool to have available. And uh, it will be a growing list. And uh, there is a way to make those collaborative. And so I'm going to see if I can do that. And it, you know, we will just eventually have hours of great background music for uh, for playing. Uh, Alex, I want to. Uh, we've switched over, John. I mean, uh, John. Um, see, Michael had to leave us tonight, uh, so we have switched over to uh, focus. I believe on uh, Alex's work. Alex, what are you drawing tonight? Uh, this is page 19 of Cat and Mouse issue three. Cool, cool. So uh, adding to the uh, Cat and Mouse story as we uh, as we talk here. So I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. to take note of that. And uh, wonderful. Always great action and uh, interesting things going on in the Cat and Mouse stories. Uh, but Roland really is a great writer. And uh, Cat and Mouse are very engaging stories. Uh, I don't know if the uh, Sunday night group is going to do uh, a playlist, uh, a separate playlist. Uh, Roland has been busy today, and so uh, not sure how their prep is going, but you may get two playlists by the time. It won't be as cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the Wednesday night wham uh, playlist is going to be the the cool, the the really cool playlist. We have the Uh, uh, better beer really eclectic. Very eclectic playlist here. (laughs) Well, we will diverge a bit uh, from uh, creativity and music, but I'm curious, uh, does anyone in the room have a favorite concert uh, that you've been to? Favorite uh, throughout your life? (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll go ahead with mine since it's brought up my head. It was uh, last year, uh, the band... Demon Hunter uh, had just come off releasing. Uh, they did, uh, I believe, uh, Machine Head was notorious for it, but they did the same thing where they released two full length albums on the same day. And they're a partner albums. They had War and Peace, and both are about 10 tracks. And they did a uh, two and a half hour long show where it was only them, no front, uh, uh, no um, openers or anything like that where they did uh, one hour of their very um, of stuff inspired by the Peace album, which is much more uh, progressive, kind of Euro-metal type stuff, very proggy. Um, they had a lot of acoustics in that set, uh, a lot of alternate percussion. They had a 30-minute interlude where they played a uh, short video and had um, kind of instrumental stuff going in the background. Then they did another hour of all the super aggressive thrash metal type stuff from war and uh, just murdered each other in the mosh pit. It was great. <laughs> fun, fun. My, my um, favorite is probably yeah. almost exactly the same from a group called Anonymous 4 where they sang 14th century chant. Almost exactly. The mosh pit was was crazy. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, that's a, that was a lame, lame joke. Yeah, there's a group called – I haven't been to a lot of concerts um, – and I, I'm kind of on the chant thing here, but there's a group called Anonymous Four, and I, I don't think they've cut any records in the last decade. But they, for 
20 years or so, they put out a lot of early medieval stuff and revived stuff from Hildegard of the uh, 11th century. And um, it was neat. It was a neat old church in Buffalo and uh, just four female singers on a stage and very ethereal, uh, beautiful. The acoustics were incredible. Uh, so I don't know if that's it's one of the few concerts I've been to and yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I, I like got about yeah. a dozen there. I've been to some, uh, yeah, I like, I like folk festival music and things like that. Mm. I went to, went to a folk festival a number of years ago now with a lot of, a uh, lot of converging folk singers. And that was interesting. Of course, a lot of Irish music gets thrown yeah. into the, the mixer was a, a, a band from, I think Dallas called Behan that, uh, that performed uh, among others and uh, great stuff. And of course, folk music is story and uh, story and music melded um, and um, chants make me think of that. Although I am really intrigued now by the notion of a monastic mosh pit. (laughs) (laughs) Cassocks, mud slinging and cassocks getting dirty. Uh, If you uh, listen to Power Wolf, they are a, uh, uh, I believe they're from Albania. Uh, they are a like power metal group with thrash, thrash inspiration, with a lyrical content taken from classic uh, Albanian mythology and Catholicism. Mm. So there is plenty of Latin chanting and uh, over thrashy guitars. There's some Icelandic. I can't think of. I've, there's some certainly does Icelandic stuff where they mix that Icelandic chant that early um and folk's not the right word but yeah folk tunes icelandic folk tunes and then it it picks up in, into that kind of uh, that metal um there's another guy that plays and i can't think of his name either. i'll look him up he plays the hurdy-gurdy and uh icelandic tunes um and scandinavian uh danish um tunes and then adds uh an electric guitar and a bass and so forth and if you give me a second I was going to say, while you look it up, I will say it it is wonderful that, um, you know, we have such great access to international music now. Um, uh, I love the the band Run Rig from the British Isles, and uh, uh, they did a great version and a great uh, active version of uh, um, the... uh, uh, you take the high road and I'll take the low road song. Uh, but, uh, great music. I encountered them watching, um, there used to be a, a, a program that, uh, from Britain that, uh, would always have a short doctor who clip and, uh, run rig performed on the, on that one time when I was watching anyway, uh, did you find it? Yeah. So it's the, the album's called hurdy gurdy equilibrium, uh, a E, uh, a equilibrium like Aeon Flux. Um, mm. His name is Andre Stanislav... Mm, Stanislavovich <laughs> or Stanislavovich Vinogradov. So it's super easy. Hurdy-gurdy Equilibrium. Interesting. And, cool, uh, cool. Hurdy-gurdy. I, um, I was on a kick for that for a while when I was doing a classical show and uh, I, was, I was playing it for about two hours and my wife, she very lovingly can we can we do something other <laughs> than hurdy? Because there's always there's a like a bagpipe. There's always that drone note. Every song starts with a and uh, yeah, 
enough with the hurdy-gurdy for a while. That's very good. I'm not sure what country they were from now, but there was a band, and they are, or they were on Spotify, the great old ones. And I actually wrote the uh, the lyrics for a song for them. It was kind of a barter situation. But I wrote uh, the lyrics for a, for a heavy metal song for them uh, that was wow. Love, Lovecraftian. And, you got uh, put that on the you got to put that on the playlist we got yeah. I, I need to find it I, I i think it's i think it I, i'll look for it it's it's i can i can spot it. it it's like they gave me the 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 word i i can't even remember the word but in, in you know there were certain things i had to work in and uh, you know the lyrics are not particularly important to <laughs> to a, a heavy metal song but uh, eh, not uh, quite true Maybe, Not quite but anyway, anyway, I, I did. I'll I'll find it and add that to the uh, to the playlist. I'm sure, it's on Spotify. Add it to the yeah. list. Yeah, uh, but uh, but anyway, great. You know, just great that 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 things from around the world are at our fingertips now, and usually legally with uh, with yeah. things like Spotify. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, I, it's not my favorite concert, but. Uh, my weirdest concert, uh, or, or the weirdest concert I found myself at was uh, my, my wife and I both were reporters. We met while reporting, uh, being reporters, and somehow she drew the assignment to cover a Vanilla Ice concert one year. That's uh, awesome. And uh, does anybody, does, does, who, who remembers Vanilla Ice in the room? Does everybody? Turtles two or three? Which Ninja Turtles was he in? Go Ninja, <laughs> yeah, Go Ninja, that's Go right. Ninja. Yeah, yeah, he, he was <laughs> in one of God. those. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I forgot he was in a, a, a Turtles movie because you know he he did like uh, he did like uh, Cool as Ice or whatever. One mm-hmm. of his he did. I a have movie. that on laser. He did it. He did it. And of course, it's a riff track. There's a riff tracks version of it now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know if you look at the uh, the movie poster, it's Vanilla Ice in his first starring motion picture, or whatever. It's also his only <laughs> you know starring motion picture. Uh, but uh, but anyway, but and usually I, w- I was the entertainment reporter uh, more than my wife was. Uh, she was actually a medical reporter. Uh, interestingly, but somehow she drew the short straw of covering a Vanilla Ice concert. It was around the time that the controversy had come up about where he was really from and if he really, you know, had been, you know, lived on the streets and all that, and uh, or if he was in the Glee Club or whatever. You know, I, I'm repeating really stuff. How nobody, tough nobody get mad was. at me. But um, but anyway, we we had to cover uh, a Vanilla Ice concert, and uh, there was this kid there unattended who was like 12, and. Uh, he was smoking. And so, you know, everything. Is it was relaxing. Vanilla Ice. That's who it was. Yeah, he was in the aisle, but he was, you know, in, but this kid is like annoying the whole time. And you get like real active. They would get real active and everybody's doing all of these numbers and all. And he's doing all this with a cigarette. Going, Will you watch what you're doing, kid? You're going to set something on fire. <laughs> so more than anything, uh, that's my memory of that, <laughs> of that concert. Uh, and uh, and just uh, you know, being uh, finding myself at a Vanilla Ice concert, I guess. And if they're Vanilla Ice fans, I love you. Don't 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 send us. Yeah, what what you're really not saying is that you paid to go see that. Well, yeah, yeah I think we did. got re. I think you, we you, got you're, you made up all of the stuff about the reporting and all that. So you yeah. actually went to see. I would have yeah, gone to see. Yeah. Vanilla okay, Ice. you got me. I was I was a fan back in the day. Oh, no, uh, I, can you shave we, your sides? We, we <laughs> Get the motorcycle, yeah. the flat yeah. top thing. We, we had a hot I take never, on Facebook that I agree with. Uh, I well, never. 
I say, uh, Wubba Fett says snow was better than vanilla ice. <laughs> oh, no, that's fighting words. I, I, will, I, no, I will. Okay, you, I, we, we will be divided about that. I would concur. Yeah. And snow was before yeah. uh, vanilla ice, I believe. Was snow the one with Informer, if yes. I recall correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Thought so. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sid, could I uh, jump off of yours? So you were talking about concerts, yeah. favorite concerts. Um, you said the weirdest concert you ever went to was that one. So the weirdest concert I've ever went to was Weird Al Yankovic. I, I, I saw Weird Al but, uh, just in February. Cool. Oh, Not performing, no, at, at Pensacon. Uh, he, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to hear about this. Uh, what? No, we got on an elevator and, and Weird Al walks in and we were trying to walk out and he's like, I'm getting on the elevator. And he pushed us all out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. So funny. Is, we're yeah. like, you're Weird Al. You can come on in. We'll, we'll just wait. I saw Mr. Weird. I, how do you address Weird Al? Uh, I, I think I call him Weird accordion? Al. I think it's what I call <laughs> uh, I saw him in the 90s. That was cool. Um, in talking about eclectic tastes. So the first concert I ever went to, 1991, Casimir Pulaski's birthday. So we were off from school. Um, Double Ticket, Anthrax, and Iron Maiden. Nice. Amazing show. Loved it. Um, but if you're going like with the favorite ones, I, I'd have to be amiss if I didn't go with these two. I saw Kylie Minogue twice in, uh, twice in Brisbane on her first U.S. tour a couple of years ago in Chicago, and then flew to see her in a small show in New York a couple of years back. Um, front standing row. That was awesome. Uh, and I will freely admit to having happily seen Carly Rae Jepsen in concert eight times now. I'll say, following so, your Twitter, I think you're the biggest uh, CRJ fan there is. <laughs> I, I sure hope so, at least in the U.S. Yeah, she is amazing. Um, it's kind of funny, on Facebook, I had a memory come up a couple weeks ago that said, uh, four years ago, I think I said, you know, every day of my life, I need to be at a Carly Rae Jepsen concert. And then the memory <laughs> popped up in my Facebook memories, and I shared it back out. I'm like, still true four years later. She puts on an amazing show. Uh, she writes all of her stuff um just talented and kind and amazing so very cool cool i uh i uh i guess my i guess my most awe-inspiring concert for me was uh going to a dylan concert um uh and uh his band is great especially now uh you know very powerful band but uh, and, uh, I had friends that had been to Dylan before, but this was in Orlando that I was able to to get to a Dylan concert. And, uh, you know, I mean, Dylan has always been there in all of our lives. And uh, just when he came out and there was a, just a bit of awe there because I'm going, that's Dylan. And he is right there. <laughs> Dylan is right there. And, Were you uh, close? Fairly, fairly. Cool. Uh, central section at um, the Dr. Phillips Center in uh, Orlando. And so uh, he's wearing the hat and everything. And uh, so uh, so that was a, just a great, a great experience. And to know, you know, the whole his place in the history of music and everything. And uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, it was just kind of awe inspiring. I've not uh, gotten to listen to his whole new album yet. I've listened to some songs and it's, it's kind of, kind of cool that he's got something out. And of course the, 
the long one that he put out a, a few weeks ago, I did get to listen to, and that's cool stuff. Uh, other other favorite concerts, guys. Uh, and all this, I think, you know, I think the concerts we go to and everything that we uh, experience goes into the uh, what Robert M. Price, the Lovecraftian scholar, has called the great pool of imagination <laughs> that fuels everything we do. Uh, I think uh, the concerts that we go to, even if it's not soundtracks that we're listening to, uh, serve us, I think, creatively. Uh, any other uh, any other uh, favorites? Actually, uh, uh, I will say uh, my favorite concert I've been to was uh, Weezer a couple years back. Cool, cool. Any uh, memorable moments from it or just the whole experience? Uh, just the whole, just the way they uh, kind of involve the crowd and and their their kind of graphics and uh, you know they kind of they they touched on their pretty much their whole kind of uh, discography. Mm. They were it was just a good experience. It's great when you get a whole uh, you get a whole uh, uh, kind of a breadth of their uh, of a of a, a group or an artist. Uh, uh, catalog uh when you uh when you uh go now uh years ago david spade the comedian had a piece where you know he would talk about going to a concert he goes all right i came to your concert but make it sound like it does on the album don't, <laughs> don't get too improvisational uh andrew did you uh were you gonna mention something yeah i mean um mo most of the concerts that i've been to i've actually been like randomly invited to at the last minute like most of them. So there was actually one, uh, it, it wasn't my favorite, but it was, uh, it, it was one of those things like, like, like you said, awe-inspiring, but it wasn't awe-inspiring. It was just like, it was just like crazy to see because my friend, he was like, it's like, yeah, our dads were supposed to go to a concert together. And I'm like, I, I didn't know that. So then he's like, but are they bailed? So do you want to go? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And he got me, he got us tickets to the Def Leppard. And uh, this was a few. This was like this was like five years ago. Kid, you're I'm, making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, and I see it in Sid's eyes too. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So so we go and we get there, and I didn't ask any questions. I just went. So so we get there, and uh, I was already a you know Def Leppard fan, and 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 I hear I hear Ario Speedwagon playing from inside, and I'm like. I'm like, okay, cool. Why don't we go see them? And everyone's, you know, dragging their feet. But we finally get there, and and I, I don't know the band members' names anymore from Def Leppard. Um, if anybody does, help me out. Um, but their guitarist, like watching their guitarist play, is just is just like it's crazy because it's he's one of those guys that just gets he got he's gotten better and better and better and better and better like like exponentially as as his career you know has progressed. I just watch him play, and I'm like, he does this effortlessly. He does this with, you know. Way, running around with his shirt off he does then uh, you know he, it's just crazy and the singer too they're they're all you know they're just a bunch of really good performers and that was one of the only concerts i went to where i was like wow they've gotten you know they've gotten better as they've gotten older you know much better um even so their, cool. their old stuff even like you know that but it was great to see because it's good to see that people you know because you see some artists musicians plateau or they kind of fall off um not them though they were they were great you know um, so that was one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones, just for that reason. Um, and there was also Tesla playing there. I I didn't know. Oh, that were interesting. Right. Uh, <laughs> certainly, there are uh, there are many uh, band comic crossovers. I, I think of you know I think Kiss has been well represented in uh, in comics, and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, the book printed with real kiss blood? <laughs> possibly, possibly. No, no, no. Actually, that was true. It was at uh, the, the store. One of the selling things on Marvel, it said, you know, printed with real kiss blood. And <laughs> supposedly what it was is like they pricked their fingers and dropped a couple drops of blood into the ink. And so obviously it disperses there out. But that yeah. was literally their selling tagline. I, I, I remember that. When you can do things like that. I remember that. And didn't they have an oversized Kiss comic? Uh, mm -hmm. That uh, was the one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, huge size. Uh, what are they called? Uh, treasury size. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the big yeah. ones. The 11 yeah. by 17 size books. Tommy, if we so. send you any blood, can you? I'll can put you... it in your book. No, no, no. This is all uh, toner. So it doesn't work that way. Anymore. I'll stick yours on there. I think I'll that's a guild violation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to drop it into the toner and let it, uh, let, yeah. just let it dry and, and mix it, shake it real good. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, in, in, in interesting uh, crossroads, I guess we're we're um, we're uh, hitting on here tonight. Uh, and uh, as I, I mentioned, we certainly will have the uh, playlist uh, playlist, and it will be a growing playlist. And uh, uh, we have it linked at least on Facebook, and uh, it will be linked in the. Uh, in the uh uh the show notes on youtube or whatever and uh I don't know if twitch will let us list uh add links but we will we'll figure something out and uh, we'll tweet it as well and make it available well guys that's taken us down to the uh bottom of our second hour which i think is a respectable amount of time to uh to be here and uh we'll tie people up for a while on demand as well so uh, i think we can wind down I will remind everyone that uh, we will uh, be back. Our Silverline Live will be back with Silverline Sunday again at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, starting 9 p.m. Eastern with Roland Mann hosting and a whole different crew of Silverline creators. Uh, and uh, always a lot of fun folks there. And who's who's one-on-one -on -one this week? Does anyone know? I don't even know. Week. I was going to ask Roland earlier and I forgot. I haven't heard. But anyway, uh, uh, Monday night, Roland will be uh, back with uh, a one-on-one. -on -one. Again, they, I'm calling it the Bob Costas-style interview. <laughs> Anyone remembers the old late-night Bob Costas show where he would do a long one-on-one, half-hour uh, hour show or whatever, just uh, one guest. You got to go back uh, and watch uh, Alex's. From, yeah, uh, Alex, uh, week. great stuff. Uh, the week. Great stuff to uh, see. And Tommy has been a guest on there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I was on a couple of weeks back. And John. Yeah, John. Exactly. Yeah, great show with John. So, uh, oh, thank so you. lots. If if you are watching us on demand, lots to catch up with. And I, I'm going to try to share some of these on Reddit, so uh, so some people will uh, find us uh, after the fact uh, and hopefully uh, uh, benefit from uh, and enjoy just all of the all of the craft shows that we have shown, we will be back with craft shows in the near future. Well, with that, we will sign off tonight and wish everyone the best out there in streaming land. Uh, and, Seth, should uh, we grab some socials? Uh, yes, yes, please. All right. Uh, you can start, Tim. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Tim TK writer. Uh, I am on uh, TikTok at uh, Tim Doesn't TikTok, and I'm here on Twitch at Agro Bacon. And speaking of franchise work, tonight I will be live with a uh, battle battle sh uh, shoutcasting a battle report for Warhammer Forty Thousand. Nice, nice. 
Uh, Andrew, since you are uh, visiting the first time, uh, what are your uh, social media uh, bona fides or, or whatever? Um, well, for so I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I have my own website. Um, so for Facebook, it's uh, AJ Cassetta. Um, that's AJ, the letters. Um, and then for my Instagram, it's art of AJ Cassetta. And that's the same name as my website. So my website is artofajcassetta.com. Okay, um, and we will we will add those links in the, the, the places we've been mentioning. So great. And uh, I'm seeing Alex is on, uh, on screen now, <laughs> yep. the uh, sticky note. So easy, easy to catch all of Alex's uh, locations and uh, uh, get caught up on uh, what he's working on and things like that. Uh, John, where can um, we find you? Mostly Facebook. Uh, so John Medic III on Facebook or uh, facebook.com front slash beta three comics because we've got our books up there as well. Um, if you want to find me elsewhere on the internet, just do a Google search for Cylon 0011 uh, and you'll most likely find me. Cool, cool. Scott? Uh... Uh, Steam Patriots is on Facebook at Steam Patriots and the same on Instagram. And I'd love if you could follow our our uh, illustrator, uh, David Mims, he's Mims Mac Art, uh, M-I-M-S-M-A-C-K Art, Mims Mac Art. Excellent. So we will definitely do that. And Tommy, where? Uh... Just uh, look for Thomas Flormonte. I'll spell it because nobody ever spells it right. It's F-L-O-R-I-M-O-N-T-E. Um, just uh, I'm on uh, just uh, all the different social media. So you can go to infernostudios.com and that has all of uh, the links to everything. And I do have a TikTok page, but uh, there's uh, no followers on it. So I'm not doing anything. So uh, <laughs> I'll just say with uh, Tommy, Inferno Studios, Tommy the, TikTok. the burning question is where can we find Tommy? And uh, <laughs> the answer is everywhere. Everywhere. And, just uh, Floor Monty. Look up Floor Monty and you'll find me. And I am Sydney Williams, and you can find me on most social media platforms as well. Uh, I am Sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y underscore Williams on Twitter. So at Sydney underscore Williams. I am, uh, my website is Sid, S-I-D, Sid is alive. Uh, all three words crammed together there. Sid is alive.com. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.